Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the final Wiz and Ashes daily podcast of the 2023 English summer. I'm Yazron and with me this evening is Katia Whitney. Katia, it was always going to end that way, wasn't it? From the moment that Stuart Broad announced that he would be retiring from the game at the end of the test match two days ago, it was always going to be Stuart Broad. It was always going to be Alex Carey, the batter as well. Broad charging in from the pavilion end, nicking off Alex Carey with a raucous crowd at the Kia over going absolutely wild. A fitting end. And a fitting final day, actually, to a remarkable series. Cathy, just talk the listeners through what it was like to be here for that final session that we thought might be as long as 52 overs when they came on after the rain. Yeah, that was a dark moment, wasn't it? 52 overs in a session with probably about five drink breaks in there. Um, absolutely incredible. Just, you know, a full house on the final day of a series, the 24th day out of 25 ser- possible days in this Ashes series. To it to come down in the fading light, having been off for two, three, four hours with a rain delay, still a packed house, screaming the bowlers on to to get those last wickets. And it wasn't a given that they were going to get those last wickets. Mm. It ebbed and flowed so much in the last couple of hours, just like it has done all series. There was never going to be any other way to end it. And nor, nor should there have been. You can say, imagine if it had been two all coming into this. Imagine if this had been, been mm. for the Ashes win. But it absolutely didn't take anything away from it that it was for the test match win. And when I think the moment was, was when Bairstow took that absolutely ridiculous catch that the TV cameras did absolutely no justice to, to be honest. Like watching it live was about 10 times better than it looked You need the, 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 the full speed replay from behind Moeen, I think, to really appreciate yeah. it because the slow-mo replay don't do it and the side-on replay don't really do it because they don't quite show just how quickly Bairstow moved and how far he moved. Yeah, exactly. That was outrageous. You've got all the all the story narratives of Bairstow's keeping in the series before, coming back into it, you know, red-faced and pumping his arms. Mm. And then on top of that, you've got Stuart Broad, who just, it's the most Stuart Broad way to end your career ever, unless it was like, I don't know, a man cat of Alex Carey or something. But The bell change as well. Yeah, the bell change was absolutely perfect. There was no other way it was going to happen. And he just, when he changed those bells, he'd just beaten Todd Murphy twice in a row. He bowled beautifully, not just in the evening session. He mm. bowled perfectly all day. He could easily have taken three wickets in the morning. Um, but yeah, it was always going to happen. The moment he changed those bells, I don't know what he puts on them. But it, and also to see him wheel away for the mm. last time and then him taking that wicket. The only way it could have been better really is for him to take those two wickets and two balls. But 
it was absolutely fantastic um and just a complete ridiculous head spinner to be a part of to be honest yeah you, you had obviously wokes and and moeen charging through the middle order before broad it was almost it's actually quite broad and quite woke. So it was actually woke, who's by a mile the player of the day. Mm. But it's Stuart Broad, who's everyone everyone's talking about. That's very Stuart at the Broad end. As well. It's very very Stuart Broad. Um, I thought we talked yesterday with with Phil about how poor England were yesterday, and, and the most amazing thing about Stokes' captaincy for me is how so often, pretty much every time they take twenty minutes, and you had a forty-one year old and Jimmy Anderson that Stokes was noticeably becoming increasingly reluctant to bring mm. on. Wood was way down pace-wise. Moeen was actually nursing a pretty significant injury. You could tell in his action, in his delivery stride, there was a lot less energy going through it. And Broad, who you're right to say he had a very good day today, he had a very poor day yesterday. And it just looked so flat yesterday. It actually felt quite flat, even even at the rain delay. Australia scored pretty quickly just before the rain came during the lunch break. The big game-changing moment for the match for me, but we'll get to Wokes a little bit more in a second, was the ball change last night. Ricky Ponting on Sky has called for an investigation. And as fun as the finish was, I think we have to acknowledge that the dramatic finish was was not only possible because of the ball change, but became much more likely because of the ball change. Because there was a ball, loads of images on social media that show this. The ball was changed after Kawaja was hit on the helmet late yesterday evening. Um, but the ball that England were given looked noticeably fresher and newer. And from that moment on, it did so much more. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the end of the Ashes series without another moment of controversy, yeah. wouldn't it? And Ricky Ponting looked ready to fight someone on Sky. He was so annoyed about it. Um, but you know, I think he has a right to be annoyed about it. That ball was so noticeably newer and noticeably shinier. And also, even though it was shinier, it had been used, and it takes about ten overs for the lacquer to come off yeah. it and the lacquer to swing. So England didn't have to take that period of ten overs to get the lacquer off it anyway. Um, and we only had 11 deliveries with it last night, I think, before before the end of play. So you couldn't see what it was going to be like as I watched Ricky Ponting walk across the oval outfield towards us. Um, <laughs> He's heard you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it wouldn't have been possible because that ball was doing absolutely nothing. And then it came in and from ball one, it didn't absolutely hoop round corners, but mm. it did just enough mm. to nibble away. And they beat the bat from over one this morning when they hadn't beaten the bat at all really mm. yesterday. But... As much as you can have the controversy towards it and, and there should be some kind of, whether it's an investigation or just a question asked, mm. it gave us a brilliant test match. And if Australia had got over the line, it still would have given us a brilliant test mm. match. Um, I'm so happy for Wokes. He, he got the player of the series award at the end. And I've said it before that I think he gets unfairly written off as someone who only does well when the ball's moving. But he gets the ball to move more and for longer and with more accuracy than pretty much everyone else. Um and, you know, at the start of the series, he was the forgotten man of English Test cricket. He was an afterthought, really, when, when he was included in the in the squad for the first test of the summer. He doesn't play against Ireland. Josh Tong preferred in front of him. Um, but at the end of the summer, he's the main man. And it was his spell that not only changed the game, but it kind of reminded the crowd what was on the line, I thought. that, that The atmosphere, even at the um, rain delay, was pretty flat. England fans hadn't really gotten over the rain at Manchester. Um, they were still pretty deflated after uh, one and a half days that, that weren't great for England. But it was his wicket of Smith in particular that the, the crowd went crazy afterwards. And I think it's also worth saying in Australia's favour, uh, in England's favour today rather, was the rain delay really helped England in that Wokes was was by some distance England's number one bowler. And the rain delay meant that Wokes was fresh enough to bowl more overs and bowl another really long spell against the Australia 
top seven. Um, and I think that, yeah, he, he, that that was a spell that made the game feel like it really, really mattered when perhaps there are points in this game where it didn't really feel like that. Um, just a word on on Moeen, Mo, uh, Katia. Moeen bowled really well. Uh, at one point in his fourth innings average, dipped below Warren uh, once more. Uh, the, you, you said that the catch that Bairstow took uh, off his bowling was amazing, but he announced at the end of the day that this is his final day as a as a test cricketer. I know that he's announced that before, so it may well be that Stokes sends him a text message just before Christmas and he's back in the squad for India. But I thought it was really nice that Moeen, who's kind of always fitted the holes that needed fitting, he was the number three and the spinner this series after barely playing test cricket and first-class cricket in the last four years. I thought it was really nice that he got the, the, the ovation that he got at the end of the day. Well, it was well-deserved as well, because as good as that catch was from Bairstow, Moeen bowled beautifully to allow mm. him to take that. And also for the other wickets he got today, he bowled really well, found quite a lot of turn um, and managed to take those wickets, which were really important. And it is really fitting that if he is to go out, you know, I know he said he'll retire, but as you say, who knows with, with Moeen where he'll be next year, but or even in six months' time. Mm. But... It's really nice for him to go out in such a way where England fans can kind of say a well-deserved thank you mm. because he has, as you said, filled every gap for them over the over his entire career. And he's filled gaps for them in this Ashes series, but he's done it probably the best he's ever done it. Mm. You know, he batted really well at three, to be honest. And I know that he changed his approach with, with that groin injury, but he kind of had to. Mm. Um, so to go out on a high... Um, and to take those wickets, regardless of whether it was to win the series or not, he he played so well, um, and it, it's nice that Stokes acknowledged him in the in the presentation as well. Who knows where we'd be if he hadn't sent that text or if Mo hadn't re replied to him? Um, but we'll have to see what happens next with Mo. Yeah, and I think it's almost lost in in the analysis of uh, of how individuals did in the series that England actually found the best balance of side when Moeen went up to to three, and it kind of allowed England to acknowledge that Stokes couldn't bowl. So they mm. had another batter in the top seven and also meant that Wokes could definitely play, fill in at that slot at number eight. So even if he didn't do anything, he was quite a significant player, but he, he did loads. Um, Cathy, just a final word on the series as a whole. Day by day, just as absorbing and as tiring as it gets. Yeah, yeah I think I need a, a quite significant <laughs> lie down to be honest. Even in... The, like, you know, I think I kept my head pretty well for this whole series. But as soon as they came back on after after that rain delay, mm. completely gone, 100% off, <laughs> rattled, everything. It's been a hell of a series. It's been the closest Ashes series, certainly in in my memory. And, and I can't think of even before that. I can't imagine an Ashes series has been closer session by session. Yeah. Other than at Manchester, there's never really been a time where a team has completely run away with it. Even here the other day when England were going at sevens or whatever, it was only a session and a half later that Australia took six for 60. Yeah, exactly. And in all the test matches that have had a result to this series, it's been three wickets or less or 45 <laughs> runs or less. That's absurd. Mm. That just doesn't happen. But yeah. this series, it happened. And it seems almost, it seems ridiculous that Australia retained it with, with one to go, you know? I know that that's completely kind of fair on the way it went, but to look back at a series that was as close as this was yeah. and it was a dead rubber coming into the final test, that's just... It's completely mind-blowing, but yeah, what a series. And we've got the 100 to replace it. Absolutely, so. absolutely. If you're, if you're desperate for, for, for some more cricket in less than 24 hours' time, the 100 will be underway. Um, anyway, that's it for this evening. Thanks, Katia, and thanks, listeners, for experiencing this series with us. We'll be back tomorrow for a big, fat weekly show that will lead with an in-depth review 
of the fifth and final test match. Sports Social Podcast Network.